Brother Charles announced that I should preach for 40 minutes and finish at half past six. How can we bring this miracle to pass? Praise the Lord for this blessed meeting that we have at hand now. Uh, I am very interested uh, in the subject of the Holy Spirit these days. And the more I study, the more it occupies my mind. And as we shared with you last Sunday, we had a wonderful meeting in Ashburnham and many t- people were filled by the Holy Spirit. And especially our young ones and our teenagers. And they've gathered here, here the other night until 12 o'clock at night. They've prayed and they've had a wonderful time. And we had a meeting and prayer session at Sister Shushik's house the other night. Uh, with Brother Shavash and Sylvia. They are unable to join us today because they had a prayer And we had a very blessed prayer time. And as we announced last week, we want to continue praying for those who want to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Uh, when we study Acts of the Apostles, we see that not only were they filled by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, but they continue to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And that was a very normal and natural process ongoing in their lives. And it should be so in our lives also. Uh, Because if the disciples had need of the Holy Spirit in the first century, how much more us in the 21st century? And there is no other way. Uh, I sometimes attend English-speaking meetings. And some of the meetings can be so cold that I, I am moved to pray that, Lord, bring down your fire here. And other meetings, English meetings that attend, they are so much on fire that I pray that I will be like them also. And in our church, I encounter both feelings. And sometimes I feel, what a cold church we have. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. And uh, on the other hand, like last week, I praise him that he 
has uh, touched us and he has poured us yes for sarutyan paskatsel en vor yete menk astutsu okov chletsvenk voch me urish pan chi karov mer pataskhanelini from personal experience i know that unless we are filled by the holy spirit nothing can answer and address our problems poskasume voch te zer uzhov voch te zer zoruchunov aylim hokov the word of god says not in your strength not in your will but by my power and voch te mer porsarutyunerov not through our own experience not by our own knowledge not by our craftiness not by our decisions and endeavors but, but by the power of holy spirit we can be successful and it has ordered us in this book that we should be continuously filled by the holy spirit but i want to address this question why should we be filled by the holy spirit the answer will not be addressed in this meeting only but i will continue it at another meeting I want to give you practical explanations why we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. So that it becomes very clear and easy to understand for us. We need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Because without the fullness of the Spirit in us, we will be very fearful people. We will not be prepared without the power of the Holy Spirit to withstand the problem and difficulties of life. If you want to understand this subject better, analyze the lives of the disciples before they were filled by the holy spirit they were very timid people they thought they were courageous but when trials came upon them it became apparent that they were very timid when they captured jesus they all disappeared through fear the one who thought he was the most courageous and would never deny Jesus and he was very confident in his own ability and strength was Peter he was defeated the most and he denied Jesus three times uh, he was relying on his own strength. And Jesus had told them previously, he had told them that unless you have power through the Holy Spirit, you cannot be my witnesses. Through their fear, while Jesus was being crucified and until he was resurrected, they had imprisoned themselves and they locked the doors and windows so that no one can approach them. But let us see what happened to the same disciples when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
The last command that Jesus gave to the disciples was He did not give them any other instruction after that. He said and then he was uh, gone into heaven. His last words were When the Holy Spirit comes upon you you will be powerful and you will be my witnesses from Jerusalem Sumeria in uh, Jerusalem, um, yes. Judea. Judea, yes. until the ends of the earth. You will be powerful, empowered. Uh, Apostle Paul says that spirit of God is not a spirit of fear, but it's a spirit of power. Do you think we need such a power in our lives? The disciples gained such a power that they turned the world upside down. This is what's written about them. In Acts of the Apostles, in 4.13, this is what it says. When people saw the boldness of the disciples and their courage, realized that they were followers of Jesus. But beforehand, they were not courageous people. They were very weak. But now they are able to stand against persecution and preach. And no one was able to defeat them. I remember a particular experience in my life. I thought that I was a very courageous, very bold preacher. Uh, when we had the revolution in Iran, after a few months, uh, they came and captured me and took me away one day. And they had fabricated lies that I am a spy working for America. And he speaks against the government. And uh, his preachings are very damaging for our people and government. So they took me away. And when my assistant came to visit me, uh, they held him as well. And this was my first experience. And then I realized that how, what a coward I am, how timid I am. Uh, I must say that they were very difficult times. Uh, they were killing and... Uh, uh, all the generals of the king. Uh, and they were putting their uh, paper, pictures in the papers daily. And at such a time, I was in captivity. And I was very fearful. I had lost all my peace. And uh, I was 
being asked questions for, by somebody and I was so fearful, I was so much under burden and pressure that I was unable to answer his questions. And he totally ignored me, he littled me. He said, you're very well capable of shouting and screaming from the pulpit. What's happening to you now? You were a lion at one time, now you're a mouse. And as much as he could, he started telling me, and I felt very humiliated. And I felt very weak. Uh, I was unable to sleep. I told that. And I felt that I'm already in hell. And I realized that what a weak being I am. Everyone knew me as a very bold preacher. And then it came to light that I'm quite a coward. And I started yelling to God. God have mercy on me. It was a very difficult night. Uh, before they started questioning us, we were allowed to take a short walk in the grounds of the prison. My assistant came to see me again. And praise the Lord, contrary to me, he was very peaceful and very strong. When he saw me, Brother Edward, do you realize for what reason we are here? We're not thieves. We're not criminals or killers. We're not terrorists. We haven't done anything bad. We are here for the name of Jesus. We should be really proud. This is a big honor. He spoke to me very simply these words. But in what he said, the anointing of the Spirit was present. And his words were reason why the Spirit of God came upon me. And I received peace from God. All my pressures and burdens lifted from me. And I embraced and kissed my assistant. You are the angel of God for me. God has sent you specially to me. You said, I haven't said anything special to you. What you said is what I needed to hear. Pray for me. I want to go and answer his questions. So Brother Edward goes in very powerful. Come here, sit down, start questioning me. He saw me and he was very amazed. What's come over you? I've realized for whom I am here. And I'm proud for his name. I am no longer scared. Because he clarified for me for what reason I am here. The Spirit of God has empowered me in such a way. 
I told him you could do what you like. If you want to imprison me, If you want to kill me, you can. I am ready. Because I know for whom I'm standing here. He was looking at me, mesmerized. <laughs> Please, gentlemen, sit down. Nobody wants to kill you. Sit down, let's have a discussion together. Started respecting me. Bring tea for him, he said. And I was lifted from the shameful state that I myself Why did this happen? Because the Spirit of God, power of God came upon me. If the Spirit of God doesn't come upon us, we will be such a people. We will be very scared. Nobody is persecuting you here. But we all have other fears. We are, if we're honest, we're constantly in fear. What will happen in the future? What will happen if I suddenly get cancer? What if I die tomorrow? What will happen to my children? And so on and so forth. Many fears that constantly occupy our thoughts. <laughs> Those who are single, they're constantly in fear. What will happen if I never marry? The ones who are mad, they're constantly in fear. I don't want to get divorced. The ones who are expecting to have a baby think, what if the baby is not normal? Continuously negative thoughts occupy our and takes our peace away. We need to be delivered from these fears. And this can only take place by the power of the Holy Spirit. The second reason why we should be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, without the fullness of Holy Spirit, we will be very ignorant in our intellect. We will not have spiritual knowledge. Uh, it is the Holy Spirit that opens up spiritual matters to us. It is the Holy Spirit that clarifies the word of God for us. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us revelations. It is the Holy Spirit that uh, enlightens us and opens our mind in order to understand the Word of God. And if we are not filled with this Spirit, we will be spiritually ignorant. We will not understand. A lot of things will be close to us. Uh, when we come across believers who have not had continuous revelations from the word of God, Christian work is not so interesting for them. I do know of believers who don't continuously read the word of God. They don't read it every day. I asked someone, have you read the word of God today? He said, in the past I've read it once. 
I know it already. Asam du karzum es kites. I said to him, you think you know. Asam imarmes ko khos gatin shanishanakum. Do you know what your answer means? Kish karzes yes harsnem kedani taisor chash kereles. It's like if I ask you, have you had lunch today? If you say last year I had lunch once, it's enough. <laughs> Can anyone live like that? How much we take care of this body every day? Why isn't the word of God so interesting for us? When we come together, we should be able to discuss blessings from the word of God Why is it not like that? Because we don't allow the Holy Spirit to work, work in us and clarify the word of God for us. When the word of God becomes a revelation to us, through the Holy Spirit, we will enjoy and have a rich spiritual life. We will be in love with the word of God. Uh, look at the disciples of Jesus before Pentecost. What were they like? And continuously we see that Jesus had to say to them, why don't you understand? After they had been with Jesus three and a half years, they would ask him questions like, who is the Father? Show the Father to us. And Jesus answered, all this time I have been with you, you still don't recognize God? Uh, I am going to heaven and you know the way. One of the disciples says, we don't even know where you're going. How uh, little alone do we know the way? After they had heard the words of Jesus about love, they were ready to draw their sword and take someone's ear off. Uh, women came and said to the disciples that angels came and told us that we have seen that Jesus is resurrected. So what do the disciples say? That we think that the, uh, the women's uh, words are like stories. And they did not believe what the women had said. These were the disciples of Jesus. What did Jesus tell them? How long must I be patient with you? You ignorant people. I have many things to teach you. But you cannot digest them. You cannot accept them. You get tired quickly. Half past six, you want to be on your way home. <laughs> you haven't the capacity for more. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He will teach you everything. He will lead you towards all truth. And things of me will be revealed to you through the Spirit. He will open your mind. 
and you will be able to understand. You will understand spiritual secrets. Even you will be able to enter the depths of God. So why do we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit? Because our mind needs to be renewed and changed. Our mind needs to be illuminated. The spirit of our, the eyes of our spirit must be open. Uh, Christian life is uh, when our spirit has been enlightened. And we need that God through his spirit will open his secrets for us. The third reason why we need to be filled by Holy Spirit because without the fullness of the Spirit in our lives, we become despondent. And burdens and problems rain heavily in our hearts. And when we become face-to-face with problems and difficulties, we will lose our hope very quickly. Uh, we come across a very serious illness amongst Christians who have been Christian for a long time. They have lost their joy. When we look at the ones who have newly become Christians, they say that they're just new in the Lord. They are jumping around. Soon they will be more like us. And they will feel the burdens like we do. Sometimes I think, has the joy of the Lord been reduced? No, the joy has not been reduced. Our fullness of spirit has been reduced. We need to have the joy of the spirit in our lives. Joy of the Spirit is a gift of the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. And we need to be filled with the joy and enjoy the presence of the Lord. And we come across many Christians who are burdened and they don't have the joy. Were not Jesus' disciples like that? When Jesus told them, I want to depart from you. Yes, they were filled with sorrow. But he said to them, don't be anxious. It is essential that I depart from you. Because unless I go, you will not have the spirit to comfort you. When I depart from you, I will send you the spirit to comfort you. And that will comfort you in every step of your life. And we refer to the Holy Spirit as a spirit of comforter. Uh, when uh, somebody's in problems or somebody's had a uh, bereavement, we tell them that be comforted by the power of the Holy Spirit. What did it mean when Jesus said, I will send you the comforter? I think it meant that I will send you somebody to defend you. It will continuously defend you. I will send you a lawyer 
who will be alongside of you. You will not feel yourself alone. Your hearts will be strengthened. You will feel empowered. Because you will realize you are not no longer on your own. Even when they take you in front of the judge, don't be anxious what you should say and how you should reply. Because at that time the Spirit will speak through you. And then later on we see that even when the time came and the disciples were being persecuted, they felt the presence of the Comforter with them. When I was attending Bible school, I was 18 years of age. We had a teacher. He was our leader. Supervisor. Yeah, he was the head of the school. He had left a very strong impression on me. He was always filled by the Holy Spirit. And he was my mentor. I learned so much more from the example of his life rather than what why he was teaching. His face was always shining. He was actually living in the Spirit of God. What happened? He was a missionary in Iran. Once he was traveling with Brother Edward's brother, Brother Haik, with his wife and family. Brother Haik had his first child, a six-month-old infant. And this brother, Mark Bliss, and his wife, they had three children. The first daughter was 14 years of age. The second, 12. And their son was six years of age. What? beautiful family. A terrible accident happens while they were They were going to minister to do the service of God. And in that accident, and four children, one of Brother Haik and three of the Bliss's family, they die and they go to heaven. And both uh, Mark Bliss and his wife become very seriously injured. The least injured was Mark Bliss himself. When I heard what had happened, I was already serving in another province. I returned to Tehran because of what had happened. First we had the funeral of Brother Haikh's And then we have three other. Uh, and I was thinking that if he doesn't go mad, him and his wife, at least they will lose their faith because they were burying their three children. And I was thinking, even if he has 
his faith still left him, he will not want to continue ministering in Iran. But what did he tell us? What did he say when he saw the three coffins of his... I have asked many questions from God about why this has happened. During the last few days, I cannot tell you what God replied to me. But what I can share with you is this. That the answers that I received through the Holy Spirit satisfied me. Up to this day, I don't know what the Spirit had told him then. And I accepted what we had said as something showing off, spiritual showing off. But after that, I started studying his life. The same anointing, the same fire, the same shine, the same peace was with him. Not only he didn't stop his ministry, but he went to the town where the accident had taken place. And with my brother, brother Hike, two and a half years, they ministered in that city. This time when I was in America, I was in telephone contact with him. And in the sound of his voice, I felt the anointing and the comfort of God. When I was going through many difficulties, I always used to look at his example. He is my best mentor, best example. How did he stand? No other way could have been possible other than the comfort that he received through the Holy Spirit. The final word that I want to leave with you, because my 40 minutes is not up yet, we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit because because without the fullness of the Holy Spirit, uh, we are lost, we are bewildered. Exactly, we are lost in a state of loss. We have no guidance for our life. We will not know which way to turn. And we will continue in this state of not knowing. Uh, old women, when they want to wanted to bless the children, this is what they would say. It was a very good blessing that they used to give. I want to bless you so that you will not have a situation in life when you say, I don't know what to do. We really have great need for the Spirit to lead us. When we don't have the fullness of Spirit in our lives, we don't know which way we have to turn. Uh, 
They asked the young man, are you sure this marriage that is going to take place is in the will of God? Do you know what he replied? The brother Edward, marriage is like a watermelon. Until you cut it, you don't know whether it will be red or not red. I asked somebody else, you want to go to this new country, are you sure this is in the will of God? God is sending you there. He said, this country is like the sea. I'll go in it, either I'll swim and come out the other side, or I will drown. This is how God how people lead their lives. Often when I ask believers, do you know the will of God in your life? Who knows? Only God knows. I'm going forward, what will happen will happen. We don't know. This is our portion. One preacher was saying this story in China. A man was standing on the side of a roundabout and he was holding a stick in his hand. And according to his belief, his religion, he was praying and throwing the stick up. He used to pick up the stick, get angry with it, very cross, throw it up in the air again. And he was repeating the same thing again and again, asked him, what are you doing? To be honest with you, he said, I want to make a journey. Now I'm faced with six, seven different roads. And I don't know which is the one I should be taking. I have to throw this stick up, and whichever way it points, I will know this is the way I have to take. So the preacher asked him, how many times should you throw the stick before you realize which way to go? Uh, the law says that I should do it once only. But he said, I've seen you do it a few times and you still haven't made a decision. If need be, I will throw it up a hundred times until it points in the direction that I've already decided I want to go. So the preacher told him, go, why are you throwing the stick? No, 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 it is necessary for the stick to point on that direction. Often this is how we lead our lives. I have decided. And I pulled the Holy Spirit behind me. The Holy Spirit is not his leader. I am leading the Holy Spirit. I want to drag the Holy Spirit in the ways I want to go. And if the Holy Spirit refuses to follow, and then I start complaining in front of God. Why have you left me alone? Why didn't you follow me? Have you not said I'll never leave you or forsake you? The word of God says that I am 
I should be in front. You should follow me. Jesus said, when Holy Spirit comes on you, he will lead you towards all truths. And he will give you information about futuristic matters. Blessed are the people who are led by the Holy Spirit. Look in the Acts of the Apostles. Holy Spirit tells Paul, go in that direction. Don't go in that direction. Stay here. Even when it came to the matter of witnessing, it stops him witnessing somewhere. Yeah. It tells Ananiah, go and pray for Paul. The Spirit tells Paul that Cornelius is already waiting for you. Go to his house. The Spirit tells uh, Philip, go to that desert because there is somebody there whom I want you to witness. They were really very happy people. Because they could hear the sound of the Spirit. The Lord was talking to them. So they were not in wilderness, wandering around. Wandering around in wilderness. What happens, happens. No, it's not like that. That is not our portion in God. We need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. So that the Lord himself can direct us. And as a result of his directions, and we will not be lost and bewildered wandering around, I don't know what to do, which way to turn, and so on. Next time I have other reasons to discuss Please be upstanding. Open your hearts in the presence of the Lord. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you to come and live in me and deliver me from my fears and anxieties. I need you to come and fill me and deliver me from spiritual ignorance. I need you to come and fill me and deliver me from lack of hope and despondency. And to give me new hope. And comfort me. I need you to come and live with me and deliver me from this bewildered state that I'm in. Let us pray together. Let us pray in unity for this matter. Let us pray seriously. Open our hearts for the Lord. And ask the Lord to fill us anew. What we've had in the past is not enough. What we've had in the past cannot be enough for us. We need to be anointed anew. New fullness. Nor new anointing. To have a new wine in our lives. To have new oil in our lives.
so that we can be anointed by them to renew our lives and to live in a state of renewed. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Let us lift our hands to say that we want to be filled, Father, like the disciples. We want to taste the fullness of the Spirit in our lives. We want to come and fill us anew with a new spirit. My Savior, praise you for. Praise you, Father. My Savior, my Savior. Decide that you will give time to the yeah. Lord in your household. And if you feel alone and you want us to unite with you in prayer, we are willing and able to do so. So that we can remain in the presence of the Lord until we are filled. Please continue in your prayer life in that direction. Awaken all sisters and brothers. Be strengthened all sisters and brothers because Jesus Christ is our Savior. Because 